0: Welcome to Reality Tea Times Two, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're going to be discussing The Bachelor one of two. (laughs) So before we hop into the episode, we're just going to do again some quick announcements. Um, and we're also going to do some hot goss bachelor related before we um hop into the episode. So, first announcements. So, as we know again no 90 day this week no love and translation this week due to the super bowl. However, I do want to talk about the halftime show. How fun was that? I was I was brought back to a place of my childhood with uh, there was, I felt like there wasn't a song that was missed. There wasn't a person who he has collaborated with who is huge, except for the exception of said person who kind of launched his career. We shall only keep him nameless on this podcast, but everyone that i feel like was monumental to to like some of his music was there alicia keys um lil jean ludicrous i was freaking i i like i'm a huge usher fan so i was just loving every second of this every second of it so yeah i thought it was absolutely incredible but with that said, I know they said that there was a reference to Michael Jackson. I clearly missed that, and honestly, again, huge MJ fan over here too. I don't really care because it was so good. I probably this is this is this is one I will watch again. I definitely would watch this again. But anyway, enough of the Super Bowl. Let's move on. Um, so, like I mentioned, uh, this is one episode of two for Bachelor. So. You should be getting the second episode of this on Friday, um, hopefully the latest. Um, But again, no below deck coverage for this month while we're going through Love is Blind. Um, If there's anything that I watch that I want to talk about, I will definitely tap it on to the end of another episode. i haven't watched any of them yet. Although I do hear someone got fired. I don't know. We'll see. So I might talk about that. Um, so yeah, there's that, there's that. And then Merit at First Sight. Now I did mention that we probably will be doing that as a bonus episode, more or less than doing it as a fully recapped episode, um, that might still be the case. However, we do have a holiday here coming up in Canada um, on Monday, so that does allow me an extra day to kind of get some stuff done, which is amazing. So this is there's a huge, there's a possibility that you could get a full recap of, of Married at First Sight*, but as of right now, we're going to say it's probably still going to be a bonus. Um, just so it does help me get ahead because as I'm recording this tomorrow, we're getting love is blind six episodes. So I will be having Sharon on at least a couple, one or two episodes. We will see how that goes. Um, and, uh, those will hopefully be getting to you prior to the new episodes coming out. You might still have a little overlap. We'll see how that goes, but I'm trying my best to keep on top of that. So that's coming your way soon. And from what I hear, it's an amazing season. I hope anything after last season is going to be an amazing season. So let's move on to some hawkos. So, first thing that I'm going to talk about is Scott. Is Scott. So, Scott took to social media last week, I believe, for a tipsy and also tone-deaf tirade in which he talked about falling on tough times and revealed why he's kind of upset with tlc so according to Scar- sarcasm the 90 day fiance love in paradise and the family Chantel star is scott revealed on instagram that he is currently unemployed which i i don't know man this guy cannot keep a job of seems i don't know what's going on with him anyway and residing in a camper parked in his mom's yard scott revealed this life update among other things through a series of videos in which he could be seen, like downing a fireball whiskey and singing along to the Lady Gaga song "Shallow," yes, sir, you are shallow. So that's, although that's not what song supposed to be about. But hope, anyways, and Bradley Cooper, come on, this article, come on now. Anyways, sometimes life just sucks. He says. Um, and he said this in the second. Of the two videos that he posted, and apparently it's a lot longer than the first. He says, "You know, like shit just happens, and you get thrown a lot of curveballs in life. You have to make the best of it. So then, why are you ranting and raving? Anyway, in between singing and and drinking this drink of his, Scott told followers he was trying to keep smiling through everything." He says, "quote Everything happens. I lost everything. Everyone knows that. They wrote five thousand stories on on it last year, saying, you know, kind of mimicking, I guess, what the articles were saying. He went bankrupt. He lost his house. He owes the IRS. Um, and how he had a stroke. Like everything. Well, sir, guess what? When you decide to put yourself on TV, even if it is Ninety Day Fiance." People are going to talk. That is how this is. And when you put yourself out there to be discussed, that's what happens. That is 100% what happens. Anyway, he goes on to say, um, or sorry, this article goes on to say, shortly before posting his videos, Scott had hinted on Instagram in a now deleted post that things weren't going well for him when he posted a text that read, God give me strength. See, then again, that goes show, sir, you're asking for the attention. Why would you post what I'm assuming is a text to somebody else on your social media? Idiot. So, he elaborated somewhat in the caption of this text that he posted. He said, losing everything. I was hoping 24 would be better. You keep getting kicked when you're down. Crap editing that destroyed your life. Hold on. Yes, editing is brutal. The editing of shows are brutal on these people, which is why I don't go on the shows. Continue on the shows because it gives me something to talk about. <laughs> Number two, crap editing. Sir, you you literally go on Family Chantel, Get all up in your feelings because Pedro doesn't like you and Nicole doesn't like you. And then you decide that I'm going to fuck their mom to get back at him. That's not editing. Those are your fucking words. So because he says crap editing, that destroyed his life, and losing your home and best friend. What best friend? Who's your best friend? Anyways, when will it get easier? The minute you get off of fucking Instagram, it will get easier. And live a normal life, it will get easier. So the 52-year-old later, you know, expounded on the or expounded on the crap editing allegations in one of his videos, slamming his two time employer TLC for making him seem like a fucking cringy motherfucker. As Scott, that's all you. You did that. Number one, no one told you to bring Liz onto the show when you were supposed to be with Lydia. And you got all up in your shit because you couldn't understand each other. That was all you. And all TLC did was reap the benefits. Number two, like I said before, no one told you to be a shit and decide to fuck someone's mother to get back at them. Weird. You did that. And all that TLC did was reap the benefits. Don't sit here and try to be like, oh, you know, crap editing, and it made me look bad, and made me look like a cringy person. That's all you, honey. That's all you. Own it. So he goes on to rant. This fucking show, the way they edit this shit, made me look like a fucking cringy motherfucker, like I said. And he said, fuck TLC. He says, take their fucking 13 grand. That's it. That's pathetic. They've given me and shove it up their fucking ass. Yet yeah, it's still thirteen thousand dollars that you probably wasted. So, anyways, um, he can do something by saying fuck them, because anyone that knows me knows I'm a completely different guy than that was portrayed on the fucking shows. You know, it's crazy. Well, if you're a different guy, well, then why didn't you portray that? You made yourself look horrible. Doesn't he have kids? I don't know how his kids are, but. Isn't there a kid that could maybe say, stay with me or something? I mean, at least you're staying in a camper. Why do you say in a camper? Why can't your mom let you stay inside the house? <laughs> Anyways. Despite his very strong feelings, Scott later said that he almost wished he had never, he had another show to give me more attention, the show The Real Me. You had the opportunity. You literally had the opportunity to make yourself look better on the Family Chantel, and instead you made yourself look worse. Who knew that you could actually make yourself look worse after the debacle that was Love and Paradise? So, no. Anyway. Um, in the first video Scott posted that night. Um, He thanked those who have reached out to him and presumably joked about possibly scoring a fireball endorsement now that he has 100,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah, okay. Anyway, that's that for Scott. Next thing, next thing, which I will post on our socials. The Golden Bachelorette is officially coming guys. It's official. It's coming. Don't know who Golden Bachelorette is. Uh, Again, as we've mentioned before, don't know if it's somebody new. don't know if it's someone that we've already seen, although I think that's the best way to go. You're trying to promote the show. um, Don't know what's going to happen. So, but it's definitely coming. It says that it will be coming in the fall, which is, you know, similarly to what they did with Golden Bachelor. So I predict what basically is gonna happen with like what they did this year was they're probably going to, we're doing Bachelor right now with Joey. Whoever ends up being Bachelorette from this season will be next. And then we will get the Golden Bachelor Bachelorette, sorry, um, in September. I think that's what will happen. Um, I don't think this time is going to be alongside Bachelor in Paradise because, from what I understand, Bachelor in Paradise has probably been canceled. That's okay. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Honestly, it was okay last season, but it, it just it's it's lost the it's lost what it used to be. So I think it's over, personally. Anyway, that's it let's hop into the reason that we were here the bachelor season 28 episode four okay guys what I want to say with this episode I'm I felt all the emotions I felt angry I felt irritated I felt just just ashamed of certain people i've I felt all the emotions that I'm literally like I don't know if I could keep doing this Here's the thing, and I want to preface this. And for those who've watched the episode, will understand. And as we go through the episode, you'll understand. For those who didn't, th- I love drama. I love watching. I don't love drama. I don't love drama in my life. I love watching other people's drama. This is why I watch reality shows. You know, started with Jersey Shore. I love. I love watching these these shows, and I love seeing the drama. But when you get to this level of girls just being mean to each other and being toxic and not letting things go and addressing women who are trying to let things go and not trying to be toxic and not trying to be mean or bullies or whatever term you want to use it starts to not be fun for me anymore because all it does is stress me out um and it, it honestly triggers me a bit because I've dealt with certain things like this, where you just try to move on with your life and try to do things differently, and you have mean girls being mean. It really, truly feels to me like right now, like some of these women who I will, we will talk about in, in, in a little, um, but some of these women are just stuck in high school type of mentality. And It's like, it's ridiculous. It's not, it's just, it's not productive for anybody. It's not healthy mentally for anybody. And it's just not being, it's not, it's becoming not fun anymore. So I don't know what needs to change, but something does. I literally yelled, maybe we need to revamp this season because this is ridiculous. I'm, Because now you know we see with with tonight's episode. Again, I'm recording this on Tuesday. With tonight's episode, there's going to be more crying from other women who maybe aren't as involved in this drama that we're going to be hashing out, and and then from that drama that we've been dealing with with this episode, we're getting more or it's evolving into something else. And I'm quite over it, honestly. I'm very much over it. I'm trying to ride this out because I do enjoy this show. Um, I do like a lot of these women. Um, but this mean girl mentality, I'm not liking. There is someone in this that I really, truly enjoyed seeing and rooted for in the beginning that I no longer root for. And that's also very disappointing as well, because this is a very different show than like a Jersey Shore or a 90 Day Fiance or whatever. It's very much more around the lines of like, love is blind or, um, well, not even so much like a love is blind. He's even more different than a love is blind. But at the end of this, someone is supposed to fall in love. It is a romance reality show that at the end of the day, yes, there's the drama aspect of things. But then there's also like the rooting for certain women, wanting them to be chosen at the end of this. Maybe someone will be a bachelorette at the end of this. That's what we're rooting for. That's what I want to see. So when I see women being mean to each other, I'm just like, to this extent, like I feel like this is the worst I have seen in a really long time of women being just horrible to each other. And it's just not okay. So we will see how this, goes. hopefully, hopefully it's going to be a lot of revamp there. I do know that, you know, spoiler to myself, that at least one of these girls or that I'm now having an issue with that I didn't before is, is going to be there next, um, tonight's episode is going through the Royal Ceremony. So I'm hoping that, you know, I am hoping things change because I think, again. I mean, I kept chalking it out to age, age, age. But at the same time, Cindy was only a year younger than Maria. This particular person is younger, much younger. She's more part of the younger crew. But it's just, I'm, I'm quite over it. Uh, it's becoming a little too much. But with that said, though... Because you probably are thinking, what the hell? Although if you've watched the episode, you probably know what I'm talking about for the most part. Let's get into it. We don't go into the drama right off the bat. We start off with all the women being at the um, the mansion. And you know what? C- Cindy just, she just can't get over it. She just can't get over anything. And it was actually really interesting because someone who is close to Cindy, I think it was um, Kelsey A. I think it was Kelsey A. Literally, like she says, and I thought this was perfect. This was, this was the perfect way to think of it, was that, you know, Cindy is her friend, but the problem with, C- with Cindy is that she can't get over anything unless she is right. And again, sorry guys, Dr. Phil would, would say things like, listen, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And clearly Cindy wants to be right and not happy. And it's clear. It's actually very interesting to kind of see like, so this is what it looks like for someone who just wants to be right and not necessarily wants to be happy. And I think when a lot of that kind of comes in, it's, I don't know if it's hard for me to say if Cindy is a narcissist, because again, I don't know enough about her to know if that is the case. I can definitely tell she's manipulative. I can tell she's a gaslighter because she is literally sitting there gaslighting Maria. She's a liar. That's clear too. But I don't know. She definitely has traits to be one, but I just don't know if she is one. Anyway, Jesse comes on in he's like, well, ladies, you're not going to be spending any time with Joey today because he's left. That's because you're also leaving because we're going international and we are going to Malta. So we finally, you know, they do that. We, you know, head to Malta. And all the women are in the hotel. We're just skipping ahead. And we have a day card. And the, I'm going to tell you what the day card reads first. The day card reads let's explore Malta together. And the people, or person, who's going to be on that date is Lexi, our kissing girl from last week who, skill, talent, was kissing. Nonetheless, I root for my fellow uh, Canadian, so our fellow Ontarian. I have to, sorry. So, I actually like her i think she's pretty cool um so the one-on-one date starts and we're basically just exploring malta you know we're walking around and we eating pastries and randomly talking to a woman who's been told to by producers um you know then we're doing like this old school bocce ball situation they're just having fun exploring malta So while they're doing that, we're back at the hotel, and Cindy's brain, you know what, is completely hung up on Maria. No shit. You've made that very clear, girl. And she's like, she's going to make sure Joey knows that Maria's the problem and all of this. And I'm like, and this kind of comes back a little later. Cindy, why are you so hyper-focused? on getting rid of Maria when you should be more focused on establishing your relationship with Joey. Because girl, you haven't, you don't have one. You have not established one. You have talked to Joey more about the shit happening in the house, which nothing is happening in the house, but you're more concerned with the shit that's happening in the house than your fucking relationship with Joey. You have not established that. So how about we stop or not cuz then you get to go home hopefully fingers crossed and it, you know it's ridiculous anyway so we're back at the date now and we're sitting in this beautiful church this seriously we don't see churches like this in my area these churches are gorgeous the paintings are ex- just extravagant it's there's nothing like that anywhere but in Europe I feel like it's just so beautiful. So she's getting very emotional though, because this kind of reminds her of her grandpa. He was a painter. Her grandpa has since passed away and she was very close with him. Um, So then this priest basically just shows up and they kind of start talking about like marriage and all of this and whatever. To, again, pro- you know, producers. And, um, she does say though in in like a interview thing that um she does have something really big to tell him. I forget that Lexi is the girl who actually said we we've kind of heard kind of inklings of this, that um she's the one who has something going on that could be affecting her reproductive um possibilities. So we still don't know what that is, but we are about to find out. So before we do, back at the hotel, we still. Sorry, we have a date card at the hotel, and it's a group date, so we'll just stop everybody. So we have Jen, Daisy, Edwina, Kaylin, Allison, Rachel, Autumn, Kelsey T, Jess, Medina, Leah, and Kelsey A, and the card reads, "True love is worth fighting for." So with this. We're starting to kind of put two and two together. (laughs) Literally. We're starting to put two and two together. That okay. Lex is on the one-on-one. Everyone's been mentioned on this day card, except for two. And that is Maria and Cindy, which means we all can tell where this is headed. That is most likely going to be a a two-on-one. So with This revelation of the two on one potentially being a thing. The women, the other women tell both Sydney and Maria, listen, just put your best foot forward. Don't even bring this shit up. Just, just be you. And Maria's like, listen, like, I get that. I want to do all of that, but it's my character that's being assassinated here. Um, I'm being told that I'm a bully and I'm verbally abusive. So, like, I don't know how to approach any of this. And Kelsey T. literally says, um, just go into this being yourself. Yet Sydney can't take that advice because she's like, I have been put through the ringer. And Cindy and her fake ass tears later on, too. I'm just like, like right after this, as she went outside, I guess, and they filmed her outside. And she was like, quote unquote, crying, but she really fucking wasn't crying. And I was like, bitch, who, whose tears? Who, where are these tears? Where are the tears? Because listen, I'm of belief. I know people, some people don't have tear ducks and whatever, and they don't have the capability of actually crying and like make, make tears. But. I'm sorry. When you're wiping away your eyes as if there's tears in them, then I'm thinking then there should be tears in them. I'm assuming you do have tear ducts and you can tear up. So clearly you're trying to make it seem like you're crying and you're so emotional, but you're not. Where are the tears, girl? Where are your tears? Because I don't see them. Listen, I look for them. I look for them. I see you're trying to cry and I know you're a manipulative bitch. I look for them. And I'm like, where are the tears then? Where are the tears? I don't see them. Micro tears. (laughs) Where are they? There are no tears. So her fake ass crying, she can keep it. I don't like this person. Anyways. Back to the date. (laughs) So. um, Lexi tells him. Kind of like her little story and everything and. She just kind of talks about how, like, after college, she moved to San Francisco, got a job there, and then she moved to New York. I guess she got another job there. And she said, when she moved to New York, though, she started to get really sick. So she gets a doctor. This, I don't know what kind of doctor she said. She didn't mention that. Doesn't really matter. She ended up going into surgery for, it's not clear, like, what prompted the surgery, why they decided to do the surgery, not sure. But she does say that ultimately she was diagnosed with stage five endometriosis. And I'm like, well, holy shit. Because that's the, the thing with, oh man, that's horrible. And I kind of miss, because I don't have endometriosis. So I don't have um, a lot of knowledge of that. I've known of people who have had it. Um, I know there are some celebrities coming forward talking about their experiences with that. For example, Halsey is one that comes to mind. Um, but she kind of says, like, I guess the where the the endo the endometrium believe is how you say it, which I should know. I'm a woman. I do have it. <laughs> but it's supposed to be growing where it's supposed to be growing, which is assuming some are in the uterus where it's supposed to be but instead what ends up happening is that it grows on other organs and for her in her case it was growing on her lungs other organs as well and it was really bad so they had to remove it off of that off of the other organs and with that her doctor told her that she may not be able to have children of her own which honestly like when you're dealing especially with endometriosis, which is 10 times as a person with PCOS, I can say this. I feel like it's just 10 times worse than PCOS because PCOS is so much different. Um, but with endometriosis, it's like, it feels like it's just 10 times harder to get pregnant naturally. Maybe even if you can do like in vitro or anything like that, maybe you can't carry your own child. I, I don't know. There's just so much involved. Again, I go back to like Halsey who's been very open about the fact that she's had miscarriages before she had her, I think she has a son now. Um, She, you know, she has dealt with a lot of the ups and downs of having a reproductive um uh, diagnosis. So, I feel for her. And the thing is, is like when you hear anything as a woman that you have something that can potentially affect your ability to get pregnant. It doesn't matter how old you are, even if you're not necessarily thinking or planning to have a child right now. My case I was very young. I was I wasn't even 20 yet. Like I'm definitely not thinking about having kids at that point that it does still make you realize like, oh, shit, like, this is not going to be easy for me. And even, you know, when I was younger, in my early 20s, and now in my early 30s, and it's just like, this isn't going to be easy for me. But I I am still able, with someone with PCOS, you are still able to get pregnant. It's just going to be a lot harder. Um, I think the biggest issue with PCOS is the fact that you have abnormal periods. I am so fortunate that I do have normal periods. Um, so which means I am ovulating usually on a monthly basis. So I'm very fortunate that I I have that. But there are so many women who don't um have regular periods or or just are dealing with other things with these diagnosis. It's so hard and it's so it's scary, scary thing. So with this, she tells him that, you know, this is a fear for her to talk about this because she's only told one other person about her diagnosis and that was her ex. And her ex ultimately decided that he doesn't think that he could be with somebody who cannot have his own children. So he left her. I'm not going to cry. That is such a real fear. When you're dealing with something like something that is completely out of your control, like a reproductive diagnosis, um, disease or disorder or whatever the case may be, it is really hard to then go to your partner for whom you think, I could see having children with you. And then they come back and say, well, this is going to be too hard or it's not going to be possible. So I don't know if I want to do this. It's not an easy thing to hear. And it's so scary to tell someone that. I've only ever had to tell two men in my life, and that was my ex-husband and the person I'm with now. And I mean, my ex handled it very well for the most part. He still had the confidence that something could have happened, which I was thankful for. And my current same thing, like he's been amazing with it, but it's always in the back of your mind that I'm, you know, can I give him what he wants? Can I give myself what I want? And it's, it's, it's such a fear. So I really felt her in this moment. I understood her more than I think anyone that I've seen on reality TV in a really long time. I understood her and that fear. And Joey does say kind of off to the side that, you know, he's never really thought about whether or not you might be with a woman who maybe can't have his children naturally or, um, or have his, you know, have biological children or whatever the case may be. He's never thought about that. Um, I don't think for him it was ever really a thing that it could, that could happen. I don't know if he's necessarily necessarily saying like sounding like an ignorant person. I don't know if that's necessarily what was going on. I just think maybe he's saying like, I just never thought about it. And he said, that is something I really do have to think about. Um, and ask myself if that's something I do want to deal with, which I am not saying that a man doesn't have a right to say I really want to have biological children. And if I can't have that with you, then I don't know if I can move forward. It's not an easy thing to hear as a woman because we can't control that. You know, it's no different than like, like I as a woman, if, if you know, someone I'm with, is you know, is sterile and can have children naturally because for whatever reason, a la Caesar on 90 Day Diaries, which I will be talking about because I've actually found his segment Fascinating. So I I that I wouldn't be like, oh, well, I can't have children with you because you can't produce sperm, so I'm gonna move on. Like I wouldn't do that. But at the same time, you never really know what you're gonna do until you're in in it. But when you're the person that you know is the problem, quote unquote is the problem, it's 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 not an easy thing. But to to Lexi, he tells her that, um, you know, this doesn't make me want to run away, what you're telling me. You'd never know what could happen in the future. Maybe we can adopt, which I thought is amazing. Because at the end of the day, like, listen, like, yes, I think the dream for a lot of people is to have biological children. If Well, not for everybody, for but for a lot of people. The dream is to have biological children, and that's what you see for yourself. But if you can't, then then let's go to Plan B. There's always a Plan B or a Plan C or a Plan D. There's always a plan, and I think that's like the biggest thing is just like if Plan A isn't working, then let's try something else. Something else might be a lot more expensive, but we're gonna try. So. I'm, I'm thankful for how he took it, how he handled it. So great, but he offers her the date rose, and she accepts. So that is it for the first date. So now we are headed to the group date. So we're at this place. I don't know what the place is called. The Russian place. That also used to be filmed at the game. Well, used to be uh, they used to be filming um, Game of Thrones here, and I'm just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I've seen there before. Because I've actually Game of Thrones is a show that I need to dedicate all of my time to, so I can actually finish it. I jumped on this bandwagon at after this this series had been over, and um I do want to hop into it. I do want to watch it. I've. Completely finished the first season, but I have not finished the second. Or am I now in the third season? I don't even know anymore. It's been a minute since I watched it, but I really enjoy it because this is kind of my thing. Like, I completely enjoy. It. I love the old school feel of things and the dragons. Yeah, love it all. Not to there's no dragons yet, but anyways, <laughs> for me there's no dragons yet. But I do remember this particular place because I think for me what tipped it off was like. There's like these stone things, like kind of like the posts, and I'm like, yeah, I'm for that. And he, (laughs) Joey's fangirling because he's like he loved Game of Thrones. He like to be the place where Stark got beheaded, and I'm just like, huh, that's that's one thing to say, yeah, because he did. Listen, when that happened, I know I'm so far in the game because like this probably aired like, I don't know what, 15 years ago. And I'm just like, when he got beheaded, I was like, whoa. no. Oh, I liked him. He only lasted his season. Well, The people that I liked only lasted a season. Jason Momoa only lasted a season too. That was a shame. Yeah, anyway, so But then the producer's like, spoiler alert. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Spoiler alert. When the show aired again like a million years ago. Like the first season was a million years ago. Spoiler alert. Oh, man. Where were you when you found out that the sister and brother were fucking each other? Anyway. (laughs) So. I know it was a book too, and probably people who read the books already knew that. Um. Anyway, so he's having fun here. He's all about it. So then we see these knights, and they're fun. So today we're going to be doing interesting stuff, this guy says. And they're going to be doing, like, a bunch of different, like, well, like, challenges or whatever. And whoever wins will get extra time with Joey. So go change. So everyone goes and changes, and so does Joey. And Joey's wearing, like, no shirt. This thing around his neck like the i don't know what to call them the like silver like things that knights used to wear anyway he is wearing this thing around his neck and then he's completely shirtless. so the first thing they do is kind of just doing like fighting the swords and stuff that's basically all that was the second thing they end up doing is let me know if it sounds familiar for those people who watch love and translation they're going to stare into each other's eyes so they can see each other's souls and i said what the fuck now this is very important to him because i um uh i want to say eye connection but that's not right (laughs) Looking at each other in the eye is important to him. So, yeah, that's, that's, I guess, why they're doing it. I don't know. Then, as some of them are doing this, Kelsey A. just goes in for a kiss. And then so does Daisy. <laughs> I love her. She could do no wrong to me. Like, for me, like, literally, she could do it wrong for me. I love her. Actually, she probably could, but she's too sweet that I don't think she would ever do anything wrong autumn is feeling a little awkward about everything at the moment because she it says that like she hasn't really formed much of a connection with him seeing all these other women who have been on one-on-one dates forming these connections with him actually witnessing those connections with him is kind of just really hard for her but not to worry let's continue next thing they're going to be doing is they have to catch these sausage wieners that are hanging on like this string that's hanging off of this wheel thing and they have to catch it in their mouths. Let me rephrase y'all. They have to catch sausages, sausages in their mouths. It's it's an interesting thing to do, but Joey is also going to be doing it because he can't have the women doing it alone. And he's like, I've never thought I would be catching sausages in my mouth. And I said, Well, if you are had a heterosexual man, I would think no, you haven't. <laughs> so they start doing it. People are cheating, they say. And Allison literally admits, Yep, I'm cheating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jess kind of just sees these sausages coming at her and she's like, the fuck? She's like, I don't not want to be anywhere near these things. She actually said at one point, I never want to see another sausage again in my life. Producers troll the fuck out of her and literally like throw a sausage at her. It's so funny. Autumn was like, listen, I've been told what I need to do. I am a knight. So I'm going to get the sausage in my mouth. And she gets the sausage and she takes a bite. So she got it in her mouth. So who wins extra time with Joey after all of this? Well, Autumn. Of course. Autumn won. So she did get some extra time with him, which is great. And they go off to like the other side of this castle and they look out at the water and they kiss. So now we're at the night portion of the date daisy and joey are talking about kids and kid names that's pretty big um kelsey t wants to remind him i'm here i'm here you got everything that i want and i feel like i may ignore it i'm here they do kiss eventually um he says that he kind of feels butterflies in his tummy (laughs) when he talks to kelsey t so She's clearly having an effect on him. So, yeah. Back at the hotel. Lord, the awkwardness of this. The day card comes. And of course, it is that two-on-one date. And it reads, meet me on the water. Sydney just knows that she's right. She's so right. She's so right. Speech. Um. So, yeah. Back of the date now, Jess tells him that she feels like she um could and could be falling for him. Like it, it's a possibility she could um. But at the end of the night, he gives a group date Rose to Kelsey T. Interesting. So, but that's that for the group date. We're going to take a quick little break here, and when we come back, we will jump in with the rest of the episode. Have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for editing of our episodes. It is amazing, it is easy. You're also able to get help from doing chats, and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with they also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just God sense for me also with the Ludo, you can create clips you can do your ads as thus like this very one I'm doing right now and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by clicks of the buttons you can also use Aludu to publish your episodes just straight from the software it's so easy I highly highly recommend it you can get access to alluded by using our unique link, which you can find our show notes just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to easy software. And I am back. So let's hop into the rest of this episode. So cindy says the next day she says that um she is um like maria is not suitable to be his wife what the fuck do you know how do you i love when people have the opinion to be like oh they're not suitable or i don't see joy with that person you don't know what someone's type is you can't make those assumptions. Just because he's with someone like you doesn't mean that he may not be with somebody different, completely different from you, and still love that person in that way. You know, like I hate when people say shit like this. But she continues on by saying, I have a game plan. Well, do you? We shall see what that game plan is. Um,. And that she's basically going to be spending the day um, with, sorry, spending the day with Maria is like spending it with the devil. That's just, that's wrong. So a lot of these, a lot of the women here are just being, I feel, completely fooled by Cindy. We'll get more into that a little later, but you kind of see like Jess is on Cindy's side. We've kind of talked about Leah is kind of on um, Cindy's side. There's just a lot of women who are not seeing the big picture or are not asking the right questions. Just judging and making assumptions right off the bat. We are headed now to the date. They're going by a boat and they do meet up with Joey, wherever the hell he is. And he mentions that, yes, this date is going to be kind of weird, it's going to be kind of odd. we're still going to try to have some fun so they're going to go to this thing called the blue grotto which apparently is very famous maria is just trying to you know be playful with joey just try to you know have fun and make this kind of light And Cindy just can't even fake her way through anything. She is just... As Maria says throughout, like, kind of at this point of the date, is that she is, she's like a vampire. She is an energy sucker. She's just sucking the energy out of the room. And I'm sorry, but if Maria can feel that, what are the chances that Joey can't feel that? So... Now we are going to talk liberally with each woman. Then he talks to Cindy first. <sighs> I'm going to say a trigger warning for just this fuckery. Just fuckery. Trigger warning for fuckery. Because this idiot literally says to him, Well, when you left the pool party, she started attacking people. Attacking who? She barely said two words. She only said something towards the end, which I had missed in the recap last week, but she literally said some things at the end. Just kind of being like, I'm so confused by what you're telling him because he's telling me what you're saying. And that's not just being very calm, only directing it at Cindy. She wasn't attacking anybody else. What the fuck are you talking about? Unless there's something we're not seeing." But based on something Maria says a little later, we may not see it, but doesn't mean that they're not being recorded. So, um, and if they are being recorded, I am down for a Clementine's type style situation here. If Maria is this bitch, then fine, prove it to me. Please prove to me that she's that bitch. But so far, so I'm not seeing that. Um, So, yes, she's saying that she was attacking people. She, I missed at first who she said this about, but I caught that she had told someone to fuck off or shut the fuck up. Sorry. The person that she apparently said this to was Leah. So the two women in the house right now who seem to have such a grudge against Maria are the two people who are now claiming she is being a mean girl or a bully or a verbally abusive to people. Like I said, Leah comes around as no different than Cindy and that's the person I'm annoyed with, but I'm just like, hmm, okay, that's interesting kind of looking back. Um so apparently like Leah had brought it back up again or something. And then that's why she said it. I don't know. So confused. But anyway, she kind of continues on by saying that Maria is a common denominator, you know, and, you know, she's the problem, basically. Joey at this point is confused because he says like, yes, I I don't want to be part of drama. I'm being told all of this shit his main focus is that the, there should be peace in the house. But the, the thing is, it's like, he's like, the problem is, is that each person has something to say, but each side is dramatically different than the other. So where is the truth? Maybe the truth lies somewhere in the middle. That's very possible. And actually I do think the truth does lie somewhere in the middle. Marina is not 100% innocent here. Yes, maybe she shouldn't have said anything at all, or if she had anything that she wanted to say, she should have just said it to Medina straight to her face um, so that maybe it wouldn't have come across as, as badly as it did. Because at the end of the day, initially when this happened, you're thinking, okay, yeah, is she talking shit? Is she saying something? And even as a friend, you would think, okay, if someone is potentially talking shit about somebody, you don't know exactly what's going on, then maybe, yes, maybe you would tell something to somebody. Personally, though, for me, just because you do learn that if you take things out of context and you blow it up, you just make an ass out of yourself. And I think the, the best way to go about things is to ensure what you've heard is correct. So go to the source and just iron it out. If you don't like what you hear, can go accordingly. If you do like what you hear, then you leave it alone. It's been done and it's now been dealt with. Instead, Cindy goes the other way. And I think, unfortunately, part of that is her personality. As I mentioned before, someone mentions she can't just be happy, she needs to be right. So she's heard what she's heard, but she really and truly heard wrong. She didn't hear what she heard. Yes, could it have been invalidating to Medina, 100%. But Medina and now Maria have dealt with that. They have now moved on from it. At the end of the day, this is, a, this is a problem between Medina and Maria. Through all of this, that's been lost. The issue was supposed to have been between Medina and Maria, but they've now squashed the issue. Meanwhile, now it's become Maria and Sydney's is now issue because Cindy can't let it go. And I that's exhausting to me. This that that's absolutely exhausting to me. I don't understand anyone who is a, close to thirty is still acting like they did probably in high school. That is exhausting to me. If I was the same person that I wasn't in high school, just no. <laughs> it would be horrible. You grow from things. You learn to just stay in your own lane. Mind your fucking business sometimes. My girl has not learned. She had. To, she never got that memo. Just to mind your business. Say it with me. Will Smith said it first. Mind your business. That's all. Just mind your business. Just let it go. <laughs> because if Maria was that bitch, it would have gotten worse. So, she let it just let her sink herself. But anyway, let's continue to the show. So, Joey now talks to Maria and he tells her, you know, this is what Cindy told me. Um,. And she says, listen, um, I truly left this behind me in L.A. I thought this was over and done with, even before it was brought to your attention. And that is true. She talked to Medina before Cindy had decided to talk to Joey. Or had the chance to talk to Joey. She said, like, I thought this was over. This, And she had said before, this was not a big deal. It's been blown out of proportion. So... She's like, I really, truly want to put this behind me, but for whatever reason, it just can't stop. It can't go away. And AKA, she won't drop it. She asks if this, um, if this is something that he can kind of look past, um, and he says he, he, honestly, he doesn't know, but he wants to try. And then it's kind of the end of the conversation between Maria and Joey, but Maria goes back to sit beside Cindy and she's like, You know what? I wasn't gonna say anything to you more than I have to. I had no intentions of like saying anything, but she's like, But I told Leah to shut the fuck up. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Basically, well, Cindy's you know already getting her words that are trying to get her words in, anyways. And Maria's like, You know, there are cameras in the house, right, filming us all the time so that this could be discredited and and she's like well you're being like horrible to not only me but like everybody in the house and it's not just me it's everybody and she's like it's everybody well bring everybody here let's figure this out like it doesn't make any sense because it's not everybody that's incorrect and the people who are agreeing with Cindy are the ones who don't have a fucking head in their heads, (laughs) brain in their heads, is what I meant to say, and can think for themselves. They're just following the cool girl or the faint or the famous girl, the popular girl. It feels like honestly, it feels like Cindy is Regina George, although she wishes she could have been in Regina George. And everyone else is Gretchen and, and everybody else. I can't remember the names at the moment. That's what it feels like. And Maria, well, not yeah, so like Maria is like the Lindsay Lohan of the Mean Girls or like whatever. And it's not even Lindsay Lohan of the other ones. The other ones. But it's just like it's been a minute since I've seen the movie, guys. Give me a break. But it's just it's ridiculous. This whole thing is ridiculous. And the whole thing of Cindy saying that she's coming in and like, I'm coming in with a game plan. And it's like, so this was your game plan? Lying. Because for anyone to come in and say, I'm coming in with a game plan means that they're lying. Here's the thing. At first, when I heard this, I said, well, let's talk to Leah. But then after what I see at the cocktail party after this, it just kind of goes to show I don't trust Leah either. I'm happy she burned that fucking card in the fire. She doesn't deserve it. She doesn't fucking deserve it. And yeah, I don't trust her. I guarantee you 100% those two fucking girls, because that's what they are. They're acting like little girls, Are um, were talking to each other the night before and probably said, oh my God, I'm going to say this because then he'll believe it. And of course, let's go for Leah, because Leah was the one who got the first impression rose. Leah is the first person he met. And Leah's the one who's kind of made an impression on him, obviously, because she got the first impression rose. So let's say it's Leah, because of course he's going to believe it if I say that she told Leah to shut the fuck up. And then if you were to talk to Leah, Leah's going to confirm it. They definitely plan this together to kick her out of the house. And with, if that is the case, that is disgusting. That is fucking low. We have had some low ass bitches in this, on these, on these seasons. But you guys take the fucking cake. If that's the, I don't put it. I'm, I'm 100% sure they made this up. They made this up together. That way, one can corroborate the story. 100%. Anyways. Um, so now it's the night portion of this two-on-one date. And Joey comes and he sits down after it's been very awkwardly, this, these two women staring at each other. And Joey says, I do have some more questions I need to ask each of you. Cindy, I'm going to start with you. And he asks Cindy... Do you see a future between us? And she says, of course. I mean, this is why, you know, she's been speaking her truth and, you know, she thinks that there is a legitimate connection. And I said, where, when, where, how, why, when, what are you talking about? There's no genuine connection between. I'm surprised you're still here. Leave the drama behind. I'm surprised you're still here because you don't have a fucking connection with him. You've been too hung up on Maria. You've been literally up Maria's ass the entire fucking time you've been on this show. You don't have a connection with Joey. What the fuck are you talking about? And the fact that you can be that fucking deluded, do you actually think you have a fucking connection with him? At least be fucking realistic with yourself and come to realize, listen, I know we don't have a very genuine connection, but I do want to work on that. And I feel the only way that I can work on that is if, you know, Maybe some of the toxicity in the house could be gone. That's how you play this fucking game, bitch. Like, I don't understand. If you're going to try to get somebody out of the house, although I'm happy she was that stupid. But if you're going to try to get somebody out of the house, then play it right. You didn't play it fucking right. Don't be, don't be a manipulative cunning bitch if you can't handle it. Or do it right. Anyways. So... He also asks Maria the same questions. He kind of asked both of them, kind of like two questions, Um, but they're the same and pretty much summing them up anyways. But Maria says, listen, when I first got here, the answer is yes. I definitely thought that we had a future. But now with having to defend myself, I do have unanswered questions, but listen, I didn't want to do the tone on one date, but I did. I showed up. Um, but my hope of you and of this journey is that if you don't see a connection with me, that you don't give me the rose. And I also would say in return that if I don't feel a connection with you, then I will leave. I 100% believe her. She don't need this shit. We'll get more to that a little later, but... She doesn't need this fucking shit. For what? Joey? Fuck that. This isn't worth it to me. Cattiness and mean girlness, if so that's not a word, but... It's not worth it just so you can, what, try to find love and maybe not be one of the women at the end? Fuck that shit. Anyways. um, He... Picks up that rose... He kind of says to each of them, like, you know, he does have this connection and whatever. And he says to Cindy that, like, even though we haven't really built one really up, I do enjoy spending time with you, being around you, whatever. But he ultimately gives the rose to Maria. And when I tell you how excited I was, I said, yes the witch is gone, the witch, the witch is gone, I was so happy, I'm like, finally, this girl is gone, and now, finally, I can start enjoying the show, because this toxicity of Cindy is gone, and, you know, things are not going to be necessarily perfect, but it's, it's, it's going to be a bit better, it's something that I can, I can swallow this, or can I? But I was very happy to finally see this girl gone. And he's like, So can I walk you out? I said, Yeah. Let's let her walk herself out. She doesn't, she, doesn't, she doesn't even walk out. But Cindy says, I'm shocked. I, I, didn't. I didn't think, I don't think he knows her. I don't think he knows you. You didn't allow him to get to know you but you allowed him to realize the cattiness and the girl who's all up in the drama. Word of advice, ladies, men, whoever needs to hear this, if you want to get the attention of a guy and I mean, you don't need to get the attention of a guy, but if you want that, if you want that and you, you want to be with somebody Word of advice. Don't show your ass right at the beginning. Let him get comfortable with you a little bit. Let him like you. Let him get lost in the sauce. Let him do all of that shit first. And then you show him your crazy side. (laughs) Like You don't lead with your crazy side. Anyway. So. She's. She's like, you know, like, I don't think he knows her and like, I don't think he's going to be that like, happy or like whatever the hell, like she's just kind of continuously talking about Maria. And I, I wrote down, I said, Cindy, let me cut you something very straight here to you. If he had formed a genuine connection with you, that he's really, truly struggling between the two of you, then That's one thing that is one thing, but he never had the intent. I guarantee you, he never had the intentions of giving Cindy a rose that night. He was only either going to give it to Maria or give it to no one. That's what he was going to do. This girl is so delusional that she actually thinks that she would have gotten a rose or something. I don't know, but it's not about Maria. It's not, it wasn't about, In this particular case, I don't think this is over yet. It's, well, fuck, it's not. But this is about, this is about the fact that did he have a connection with Cindy? And the answer is no. It wasn't about whether it was going to be between Cindy or Maria. Cindy never stood a chance. It was whether or not he was going to keep Maria or not. He was never keeping you on the show. It was done. Like I said, I'm surprised he kept you. I literally think productions like Keeper, we could do a two on one between these two. I personally think he should have given the rose last week to, um, what's her face? Um, the black girl, I can't remember her name now. Anyways, I think he should have given it to her. The other, the, yeah, you don't have a lot of black girls on the show, but <laughs> one of them, the one who cried a lot, the one who knows dived her. I think he should have given it to her. He had more of a connection with her than he did with Cindy, like ugh. anyways, he does give the rose to Maria, like I said, but initially he actually didn't give it to Maria. He just said, "I can't give it to you, Cindy. <laughs> Let me get you the fuck out of here kind of situation then he gives it to her to Maria um and then after she gives her the rose someone starts singing ave maria (laughs) this is how you know it was always gonna happen this way come on now there's not a song out there calling ave cindy doesn't roll the tongue right um so of course back at the hotel the women see that cindy's bag is the one going and everyone's very shocked to see that cindy's gone or at least some of them are anyways are shocked that cindy is gone and I'm like, they're all delusional then if you're actually shocked that Cindy's gone. Forget the drama. Forget the actual situation of the drama. Look at the fact that my girl is talking about drama in the house. There is never a person who talks about the drama that's going on in the house who proceeds further past that. They're gone within maybe an episode or two after they talk about the drama in the house. That's, that's statistics. That's how it works. Anyway, that's it for the two-on-one day. Let's move on to the cocktail party. So Maria says, listen, I have the rose. I've had my time with him. I'm going to not try to get any time with him tonight. I'm going to stay out of people's ways. I'm going to stay in my lane and I'm going to keep quiet. That's my plan for tonight. Perfect plan. Unfortunately, though, as Joey comes in and starts making his speech, and he does bring up Cindy, Leah. <sighs> Leah is literally side eyeing Maria during the speech, like like giving her an evil look, and that's when it kind of hit me that I'm like, this shit isn't over. Leah's going to make sure this shit isn't over and she's going to make things worse for Maria because Cindy's not there. And that's when I realized, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm done with you. I want you gone. No different. I want you gone so passionately. I actually want you gone. I either, I'd rather have Cindy back and you leave because the fact that you can follow behind somebody like a lost little fucking puppy because she tells you something and you don't fact check like you don't fact check at all, go fuck yourself. You don't have a day card anymore or, or immunity card anymore. You're probably not going to make it. He's probably not going to marry you now anyways. So be gone. You've completely shot yourself in the foot. You are, <laughs> you came across such the sweet, caring, like, girl, woman. But now you don't come across that way to me anymore. You could have solid- you could have solidified yourself as a bachelorette in this if you didn't win at the end of it. You could have been a bachelorette. You could have. You could have been a fan favorite. Instead, you want to be a bitch. You just shot yourself in the foot. Doodles. I'm done with her. I literally wrote at one point i'm done I actually wrote it right here i'm done with her <laughs> right after and it didn't get any better so um anyway so he's with jen they're kind of having a little time at the pool do you want to take him back to the water and they're gonna stick their feet in the pool and he's a little self-conscious about his feet he says they're ugly um there's like a toe sticking up or something who knows <laughs> Um, then Medina has some time with Joey and she gifts him a night. And she tells him, guess what? The capital city of Malta is Medina. And it stands for the city that's closed off by walls. So with this, she starts talking about her experiences of being kind of closed off. Maybe that being kind of based in her parents' divorce kind of close her off to the idea of being in love or finding love. Um, so he takes all of that in and they do the kind of, kind of trust fall. And of course he catches her. Meanwhile, after Medina's time with Joey she comes back inside and she's just kind of, you know, being nice to everybody, including Maria. And Leah's like, why isn't everyone like carry more than Cindy's gone because the goal for th- most of these women is to have a husband at the end of it, not cr- piss and moan because their best friend was told to leave. Grow the fuck up. You're clearly not here for a husband. The fuck you here for? Dead of a bachelor in paradise? Sorry, I think it's been canceled. <laughs> so you're not going to make it there either. Like, this is horrible. Actually, I'm really hoping Bachelor in Paradise is canceled because if I ever have to see Cindy or Leah on that show for them to have their redemption edit, I'm going to lose it. Anyways. So, yeah, she's saying, Why isn't people more sad? She's like, Everyone is so happy. No shit. Of course. Of course, people are all in all happy because they're with Joey. That's the whole point. Like I said, that's the whole point. And then anyway, so she's like, everyone's happy, especially Medina. Like, she's being so nice to Maria. Um, and like, I don't understand that. And then she walks up to Medina and she's like, can we talk? Like, whispers to her, can we talk? About fucking what? What the fuck are you going to talk about? Like, the weather makes more sense than what the fuck you're about to tell her. Well, let's get to it. So Leah tells Medina, listen, I just want to clear the air. Um, I feel like Cindy leaving has now like kind of made her frustrated. You know, she's frustrated about Medina leaving, or sorry, uh, Cindy leaving, get over yourself. And she says when they, they were on the date, you were kind of saying how, like, Cindy's your best friend in the house, and you hope that she comes back. But then when Maria got back, you're all nice and, and stuff to her. And it's just like, it just doesn't look good. And Medina says so because I'm close with Cindy, which Maria knows that I'm close with her, I can't be nice to Maria yeah because apparently we have gone into a time warp and we're in high school oh my god why are you friends with her like she's a bitch that's basically what it sounds like even fucking then if someone didn't like somebody it wouldn't stop me from being their friend get over yourself i guess i'll be your friend too what the fuck compartmentalizing fuck like And that's basically, though, what she's trying to say. Like, I'm a fucking adult. I can talk to whomever I want to talk to unless I have a problem with them. And I don't have a problem with Maria. And that doesn't mean that I don't respect Cindy. Like, and again, best friends. You guys have only known each other for, like, three weeks. It takes a little more to be someone's best friend. You know what I mean, and even then, after these nine weeks are over, yes, maybe you'll still stay in contact and you'll be friends, but you're not going to be best friends. Like so stupid. So yeah, so Medina says that I can be nice with her, and he's like, "No, I'm not saying that." It's what the fuck you saying? What's the point of this conversation? Please explain. What is the point of this conversation? Because as far as I'm concerned, this whole conversation, Medina. Served her a hot plate of shut the fuck up because you sound ridiculous. So, so Leah's kind of like, I'm just trying to navigate this. And Medina says to her, Listen, you don't have to understand how I'm navigating. Oh, sorry, that's that was wrong. Medina said, I am just trying to navigate this. Sorry, Medina didn't mean to give you the bitch voice, but yeah, she's like, I'm trying to navigate this. You don't have to understand how I navigate it. It's like, I don't need to understand how you or any of the other women navigate through this process. This is me. She's like, you don't have to pull people aside to tell him how to do things. I'm already hard on myself. I don't need you to fucking do it too. Be arch. (laughs) Leah just hopes that this conversation can give her some perspective. Perspective on what? Listen, uh, if this was me and she's telling me I just hope this conversation gives you some perspective, I would have been like perspective on what? What do I need perspective on? Because my perspective is great and it's clear what I need perspective on. Maybe you need perspective on something because clearly you're lacking something. I don't know, tell you, but I'm good. Like this is why I could never Be around a lot of women at one time. Too much. I just don't have patience for nonsense. That's the thing. I am a Maria. I'd be like, I'm done with this. I'm going to go over here and do my thing. Maybe it's a Canadian thing. I don't know. But I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to come over here. I'm going to do me and just stay out of this trauma because I don't have the patience for you, you, and well, shit, you too. Like I don't have time for this. So yeah, no. <laughs> um. So back inside. The women are kind of speculating as to what could be happening. And Rachel thinks that it's probably about a comment that was made the night before. And Maria asks, like, so, like, wait, what exactly was said? Because I think she knows in her gut that it's about her. And Rachel says that, um, kind of tells Maria exactly exactly what Leo was saying about Medina kind of hoping that Sid would come back, but of course, she didn't come back. So, um, I should actually start calling her Sid because I didn't have my say Sid, I just think of Sid from Ice Age, yeah not great looking animal anyway so yes so she was saying that she hopes cindy comes back but then obviously cindy didn't come back and maria did she was being kind of like nice to her or whatever and maria says the same thing that medina was saying and she's like so wait because she's close with cindy she can't be nice to me she's like what's wrong with that i don't understand and rachel of course is like there's nothing wrong with that like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying what Leah's probably thinking. That's it. So, Leah and Medina kind of separated at this point. And Leah cursed. I don't know what the fuck she said, but she cursed. And Leah says, like, we just approach things differently. Like, I hold... Like my circle to a high standard. You wanna try the same for yourself? I think she ends up going back inside and she talks to, I like, I saw Jess and I can't remember who the person was, but she's talking to these people and she's like, you know, if that were my friends, like they would go to bat for me. And she's basically saying, like, why the fuck is Medina going to bat for Cindy because Cindy went to bat for her? And I'm just like, because she's a fucking adult. She's a fucking adult like, I'm sorry, but go to bat for who? She's not fucking here. She's gone. What's the point of going to bat for her now? She has been told to leave. So I don't understand to what she needs to go to bat for. Like the difference between stable fucking women and one that's not, or honestly, the difference between one's, once once one's brain finishes developing versus the other, when it doesn't. Cause both Leah, Jess, and whoever the fuck else, the brains have not yet done fucking develop and really your decision making process does change a lot after the age of, I'd say 25, 26, maybe even 27, we'll stretch it out a little bit. Like enough. I'm 100% on Medina's side. I would do the same thing. Whatever. We ain't that close. We ain't best friends. Like, oh my God. Anyway. So, yeah, she says that. She's like, I don't want to be fake. Then don't be fake. That's fine. It's not about being fake. It's just called being cordial with everybody. It's not fake. There's a difference. So she's like, and she uses our curling irons. Like, bring her own curling iron. Caddy as fuck. Caddy as mean. You want to talk about mean girls? That's a mean girl. Caddy as fucking fuck. And needs a fucking life. So stupid. So Maria ends up walking to Medina to talk to her and kind of, like, find out if she's okay kind of figure out like what's going on, like why is this keep happening? Why can't we move past this? And with kind of what's happening here, Maria is getting very emotional. Medina's like, I don't wanna make you emotional. I don't wanna upset you. Like I don't want to do any of those things. And she's like it's, it's nothing that you're doing, but she kind of says like, no matter what I do, I could be quiet and I'm still doing something wrong. I could say something and I'm still doing something wrong. And like she kind of feels like I'm damned if I do it, if I'm damned if I don't. She's losing it. And Maria does end up starting, start crying in front of the women and everyone is being very, you know, being comforting and being supportive and being like, No, Maria, don't cry. It's gonna be okay. Do you want to go outside? Do you want to get some fresh air? Like, whatever. And Leah, th- um, this, ooh, I was already done, but this solidified it. This was, you're on. You pull out the burn book, add Leah's name to it. Did she let us burn things anyway? So, yeah, she literally says, I don't care that she's crying. She should be crying. I don't care. Why the fuck is she crying for anyways? Like, you're a crybaby. She literally calls her a crybaby. I said, yeah. I could say the same fucking thing about you. You little bitch. When you were there crying, oh my god, what am I going to do about this advantage? Like, I don't want to get in the way of other women's, like, journeys. And I don't want to take away Joey's autonomy. Like, I don't want to do any of those things. Like, oh my god, when. But she's a crybaby. Go fuck all the way off. Just fuck off into the oblivion. I don't know where the fuck you need to go, but just fuck off to it. You're horrible. And Maria doesn't know at this point if, like, she can keep doing this. She doesn't know. She doesn't think she can do this anymore. And he's actually talking to Leah as like Maria is crying behind a bush and he's talking to Leah and of course just like her fucking best friend before her literally says to him like we're all kind of really surprised that like Cindy went home and like Maria came back, like, I'm not trying to say that I don't trust your judgment, but you don't fucking trust this judgment, otherwise you wouldn't be talking about it, but I just like, question your choices, let's be fucking real, it's what you really want to say, and I'm just like, shut the fuck up, you need to understand shit, you're on your own journey as Maria's on hers, you need to understand shit, And the end of the day, both you and your best friend can't win at the end, only one person. This isn't seeking sister wife. This is bachelor when you find one person at the end and it's usually monogamy. So (laughs) this is, this is ridiculous. So anyways, while you know, she's bringing the shit back up again. um, Maria is like, I I'm ready to go. She's like, he he, he can get my rose to somebody else. I'm good. I'm done. I, I can't do this anymore. And that is the end of this episode. So when you get this, you have already seen the second episode. I'm recording this on the same night as the episode airs. Um, so we'll see. Actually, I might. No, I probably can't watch it. So anyway, but yeah, we will, I'll be, you'll get this, the second episode either Thursday or Friday. Um, and, uh, yeah. That's the end of this crazy fucking episode. So if you like what you heard, please share us with everyone in your life. Please also rate and review. That helps our growth, which you can do on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And we're on every one of your favorite podcast apps. So make sure you hit follow, subscribe on your favorite app so you don't miss a single episode. You Can connect with us by going to either Facebook or Instagram at reality times two. You can also go to Twitter, TikTok, Reddit at reality times two pod, and you can email us by going to reality times two on Don't forget we have our website, which is at solo.to forward slash reality times two, and also. Don't forget, I have my other podcast with my friend Mikel called the Next Take Podcast, where we talk about, well, just about everything over there. We're on every one of your favorite podcast apps over there as well. But you can get access to any links, any socials, anything like that by going to our website, which is solo.to forward slash Next Take Podcast. Um, and you also can go to YouTube, which is next day podcast as well. But of course, all of these links will be in the show notes. But that is it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye! Bye.